This is Cheryl Stabler. Welcome to season two of the Unshakable Woman podcast. We publish this podcast each Monday at 5.30 a.m. from Los Angeles and 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our mission is to profile women who have conquered tremendous tests in life, encourage women to reach for the stars, and remind our listeners that we are part of one big family called Sisterhood. The women interviewed on this podcast share their stories and encourage women on their purpose-driven journeys. You can also hear the podcast on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Show on TuneIn Radio at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time each Saturday. Join us this year on our new live Facebook collaboration with Uncommon Gospel. Each Wednesday, we speak live to women who are featured on the current podcast. Connect with us for 15 to 30 minutes each morning and subscribe to the podcast for alerts to new shows. Share the link and follow our team at Unshakable Woman on Instagram and Facebook. We all have a story. Join us soon and hashtag tell your story. Thank you for tuning into the Unshakable Woman podcast. Please stand by for our guest. Welcome back to the Unshakable Woman podcast, where we serve women and share triumphs and stories of resilience and pushing through to live an unshakable life. I'm so excited today to have a most wonderful and amazing and intelligent and beautiful woman on the line with me. She has been my peer in the music management space. She has an amazing table of gifts. Talk about creating a table and not waiting for someone to pull up a chair for you. Welcome to the show, Celicia Thompson, Dr. Celicia Thompson. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I can't believe I made it to the Unshakable Women podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so honored that you are here. And, you know, and I'll share publicly, I have watched you and followed you. We've never had the opportunity to work together, you know, um, but I, you know, I'm going to allow you to share just how you got into the music industry and you, although you're not a singer, you have been very critical key component to a woman working in the black music industry. So, you know, let's start off the story with how you started in this industry. Tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you've done. Well, um, Well, here's the thing. So people know me as Selena Johnson's sister for the most part, right? But Mm -hmm. they don't realize that I'm also her manager. And my dad is Seal Johnson, um, Mm -hmm. blues, soul singer. Um, So I I got music in my blood, music in my family. You know, my mother used to write records with my dad. Um, She used to sing background, you know, with my dad. Um, And so I got into the music business by default. You know, my sister... Um, needed me to help out on her first tour, which was gp2.com tour. R. Kelly was mm-hmm. touring. It was, you know, one of her first tour with her album at that time because um, he had just did, you know, I'm Your Woman, her single. And um, she had some issues. 
because the ex-husband was the road manager. <laughs> so oh. I had to fly out. Okay. It's, and I put all this in my book, you know, it's juicy. Um, and so I had to fly out and I just like, you know, because I, you know, my background is in, you know, I have a degree in economics and an MBA and a doctorate degree in business. But at that time, you know, I was working in the corporate world. So, you know, I had the business background. So, you know, she's a business manager and then she road manager and so I've done you know I've done the business manager thing the road manager thing and then she um later on got rid of her manager in 2004 or five I can't remember and then I took on that role as well so just you know working with her we've just really been you know I'm older than her so um business I got the business background she's a creative the music person Mm-hmm. And um, more so like partnership, more so because she trusts me as a sister. And, you know, we I've always said we are outsiders looking in, but still working hard in this industry because we never get caught up in the industry stuff. And right. Um, which has hurt us. And, you know, this year, you know, like in R&B, they're there that, you know, the R&B industry and the music industry in general, there's so many different little cliques and being women. Yes. You know, at at that time, early two thousands, it's like, oh, you're not messing with nobody, sleeping with nobody, doing mm-hmm. drugs, rolling mm-hmm. in this crew, and mm-hmm. so we really just was like, you know, we're from Chicago, South Suburb, Harvey, Illinois. Just it's just real, pe- you know, we're real people. So it's like we were never gonna get caught up in that world, and um, so it's been a struggle. But that's kind of how I got started in the business, um, and. Still, you know, I'm an educator. I'm a professor. I've been teaching for 20 years. I'm also an entrepreneur, so I do other things in the business world. And now we're dibbling, dabbling in TV and film. And but it's been it's been quite the journey. Wow, you know, I, I I've watched you, and I've watched there. There's so many stories in you, and. I'm so excited about the book coming out. And for those who who are listening, we're going to have the link on the podcast and the socials so you can pick up the book because I have not purchased it, but I am purchasing it for Black Music Month and going to share it. Um, tell us a little what women can expect from reading this new book, Resilience. Well, you know, I talk about, my book is called The Resilience Factor, How to mm-hmm. Adversity, Trauma, and Tragedy Like a Superhero. Mm-hmm. So in this book, um, about, you know, the adversity I came into, the, the traumas that I've, um, that we all have, you know, as from childhood on up, and then tragedy and how tragedy strikes our lives and lives. Um, life is unpredictable, you know, trauma is inevitable. And in life, you know, we often get frozen at the peak. And, you know, I talk about that. It's a chapter in my book, Frozen at the Peak. Um, Trauma gets frozen at the peak. And this, you know, this just means at the highest point of our pain, oftentimes we get stuck there. And so how do we, how do we move forward towards Mm -hmm. healing? How Mm -hmm. do we bounce back? How do we recover? And my take is it does, it happens sometimes for people and sometimes it doesn't. Right. And, um, you know, everybody faces trauma. Trauma is that experience that we, it's either psychological or physical mm-hmm. distress. And I wanted to write about my story, my journey of the things that I've gone through, because I used to, you know, when things would happen to me and people would be like, oh my God, you're so strong. How did you bounce back? And I'm like, okay, first of all, the Lord, 
But right. then second of all, <laughs> everybody has that resilience factor in them. Yes. And it just has to be watered and cultivated and pushed and, you know, we've got to, but we also have to allow ourselves to cry and scream and be mad and anger and all of those things. So the book is my journey, stories, but I, it's also a teaching tool and every chapter is unique. Uh, and then there at the end of the book, there is a journal, but I do talk about my stint in the music business as a woman and that mess. Um, mm. And I think also for me, I was a di different kind of female manager because I was also at the same time, well, at the same time I'm an educator and professor and have other things going on. And I, right. I see the business world differently, but then when you work in music, you're like, you know this, you're like, they don't follow no rules. They don't give a damn about <laughs> harassment, fraud, scandals. You know? Right, um, right. How about being on conference calls with, with, with eight men and, um, and, and, uh, and sharing that uh, we, we need to have a different conversation than what you guys are having right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, moving in this industry as a woman um, is, it's very difficult. I don't care if you're black, white, Spanish or whatever. It's right. just really, really interesting. It, uh, <laughs> it's really something. So, well, you know, but the, in the space that I was in, um, people like you, and there was only a couple of women that I gravitated to, like you said, there's, there's these clicks and you never came across as a clickish person. You know, and I've never had the opportunity to work with Selena. Um, I, but we, we've known some common friends and you, I don't know if it's that Midwest thing. Cause I'm from the Midwest. Um, but yeah. I would always, I would always tell people, yeah, I work in this industry, but I'm not of this industry, mm -hmm. you know, and most of the people who knew what I did were in the industry. And if they weren't in the industry, they never, they didn't know what we do. Um, because I was that person just like you, who is behind the scenes or behind the stage and, and pretty much just keeping the artist out front. And, and you were that epitome of a music manager to always keep your sister, the artist out in the front. It wasn't about you, it was in your brand. It was about your sister. And, and you have placed her in some amazing opportunities. Let's step back and, and talk about when, what happened and at what point did you see these other opportunities coming up other than singing on a stage for your sister? That's a good question. So I think because I have a business background and strategy and branding and strategic planning and, um, you know, and all those business terms, you know, that we, mm -hmm. they teach us in school, um, and then also working in the corporate world, I was always of the mindset of, you know what? Let's look at the glass half full. Mm -hmm. Let's try to monetize our brand. Let's um, seek opportunities. Don't burn bridges. Bridges mm -hmm. that we can't walk over. Okay, cool. Go find another bridge. Right. And, um, you know, constantly keeping relationships. I've got relationships from record label execs that we may not even do anything with that mm -hmm. go back 10 years plus, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was always about 
monetizing your brand. And that's why I created a course. It's an online course called Monetize Your Brand. Um, brand. Uh, that's what Celine and I have always been, you know, that's our, that's our strategy. That was my strategy and I pressed it upon her and she'll tell you. She's not business savvy. She hates actually business stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm always telling her, well, you got to embrace it. And so we, once we got, you know, off of Jive Records um, and we started to do the independent route, you know this, you got to hustle. Oh, yeah. You have to be, have your hands in more than one basket. And, and so that's what we did. It was very strategic. It was very intentional. We started with um, the TV lane, right? Um, she did some reality shows. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, we started slowly thinking about building up her website and she got into health and wellness. So she started that, um, the TV setup and health and wellness and just, put, you know, cr- building her social media. You know, um, mm-hmm. we just hit a million followers on um, Facebook and that's organic. Right. And so we wow. started. Yeah, we started there like. She did RB Divas. Then we started getting into, um, you know, again, finding opportunities to do sponsorship things, uh, endorsements, working with Ford. Um, and then she did a film. We did the film ourselves, produced it with um, some other people. And then we started to say, okay, she became a personality at that point, you know, after RB Divas. And so she got into the talk show space. Um, and so we've just created these different lanes. Now she's a producer. Now we've been, you know, creating, developing, and selling content to Fox Soul, BT, TV One, Aspire, you know. So mm-hmm. it was a slow, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, we just overnight, but it was a slowly building and keeping relationships with people at networks and some record labels. And then, you know, that's been the struggle too, is like the stage. That's where she loves to be. So it's very mm-hmm. difficult booking shows, the kind of show she wants that are going to pay her what she deserves, you know? So you do the concerts when you can, as much as you can. Um, but, you know, we, it was like at the concerts, it's like, okay, let's sell merch. Let's sell her book. You know, she's an author. So there was all these different things that made sense that tied into her brand. And I think for any manager, you have to sit back and be strategic. Right. What I see often with a lot of R&B artists is that they want to do release album, go do concerts, and then they don't think broad, right? They don't look at other things. So that's kind of, that's been our, our goal is to, what do you like to do? You know, because you can't just, and this is, Everybody, I mean, even Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce is multitasking. So yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I've, I've had that conversation with a couple of people, and I think it's more fear of the unknown um, than it is of them not wanting to do it, just in my case. Um, you know, and your sister is such a great ambassador of walking past the fear and opening up these other doors of opportunity that just don't include the stage and show all these different sides and facets to her gifts. Um, and and yeah. I don't know too many other people who are doing that in the R&B world other than, you know, your sister and doing it well. But that sa- that says a lot about the machine behind her, which is, 
um, you. <laughs> you, you yeah. You are a force to be reckoned with. You know, I look forward to hearing more about trainings down the road. Um, your book, now that we're opening back up, do you plan on going out and speaking more, doing digital conferences? Is there a plan? Well, right now I've been kind of, I rolled out, it was number one on Amazon's um, new releases for about three weeks. It was in all breast cancer for me because I'm a breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy about that. Um, I did some digital readings, virtual tours. Um, I have one, to, um, I, have, I do them on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need you to come on my show. I created a little digital show called The Resilience Factor. It's Facebook and I stream it live um, just from Zoom to my Facebook page. It's called The Resilience Factor. And I talk with other people, entrepreneurs, and hear their stories of resilience. Because I didn't want to just put this like, oh, buy my book, buy my book, you know, and right. have conversations. So The Resilience Factor series, um, it's a conversation life and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Do them on Wednesdays. I'm going to kind of slow down after June. Okay. And um, good conversations just to promote the book. I have like 50 million projects going on. But I do <laughs> want to do a book tour. I am going to go to the BE Black Excellence Festival. I'm speaking there um, on Juneteenth. And that's in Atlantic City, the showboat uh, hotel, casino or something like that. I'll do that. But October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, posted this in my entrepreneurial group, like, where do you guys think I should go? So I'm going to, I picked the cities um, and I'm going to try to do a book tour um, for, uh, in Houston, I'm just trying to read this, Las Vegas, LA, KC, Kansas City, Philly, at Chicago, New York, D.C., and Atlanta. And I picked these because these were places people said, well, I'll help you out. I'll help. Because I really do need someone to host me. Not necessarily pay for stuff, but maybe if they have a, a venue or a spot and then they get the you know women to um, you know buy the books and dance, like a package and then I'll come in. But you know, it's not like I'm trying to make a zillion. I'm trying to make money from it. So um, so I pick key cities of people that, you know, or maybe even at a bookstore. Um, I still want small, intimate crowds. I'm still going to require possibly either a vaccination card receipt or COVID test, mm-hmm. something like that. Because, you know, I'm still a leery, but, you know, um, those are the cities. I just narrowed down. So I will be uh, just trying to do that in October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and just highlight because people realize black women are disproportionately uh, impacted and affected by breast cancer. Yeah. Yeah. My best friend. Yeah. She had breast cancer. See, and it's a silent sneak up on you. And right now there's so much technology and it's also a lot of medication. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot, I know a lot of women that, you know, I was stage one, almost stage, but I know a lot of women catching it early because, you know, I guess, you know, we're going to the doctor, we're, you know, we're, we're checking on ourselves, breast exams, mammograms, but, you know, I saw the numbers and it's like, of course, you know, black women, we, we, we disproportionately affected by everything 
Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> you talk about unshakable. <laughs> that is us. <laughs> well, you know, if I can do anything to help you in LA, you, you got me. You, you've got me. I know well, you got some good girlfriends that may want to <laughs> come out and have a little chat. You know, I'll kind of make the format fun, just like a book signing, but also like a chat, you know, and maybe kind of conversation and yeah. Well, you know, you know, as I'm speaking out loud and I'll just put it out there because I have a digital conference um, in August, August 25th. And, you know, maybe we can do a special buy, you know, um, if you buy into the conference for August, um, it's one rate. You buy into the conference and a special um, book event with Selena coming in October. It can be another way. We can talk about that offline. So let's do some collaboration because uh, you are you are an unshakable woman. You are a force to be reckoned with. And I pray that everyone connects not only to your sister, but to you. Um, I've learned a lot about you. You've been a mentor in my head for me. And I, I thank you. I am very honored that you Aww. came on the show today. And I thank can't you. wait to get the book. So um, any last words to the listeners who are tuned in today? Thank you, Cheryl, for this. Um, you're an unshakable woman. I'm an unshakable woman. And, and everyone listening, if you're a woman, you're unshakable. Just know that, yes. you know, you're always the hero in your story. So the book is called The Resilience Factor. You can go to Amazon, you can go to website, drsalisha.com. And I thank you for supporting me and um, support Black music too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> thank you again to Dr. Salisha for joining us for the Unshakable Women Meeting Black Music Month. We will have all of her links to her social media and of course to her book. I want everyone who reads the post, who follows the podcast, pick up the book and look for it. And when you get the book, tag Dr. Salisha and let her know that you picked up the book because you heard it on the podcast. Thank you again for joining us. So very grateful. Um, everyone, please stand by for a word for our sponsors. Thank you for joining us today. Until next week, remember to love, to forgive, and to continue to walk unshakable. Thank you, Salisa. We'll, we'll talk to you, you all next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into our show today. You have many podcasts to choose from, and we are so very grateful that you chose to tune into our wonderful sisterhood of unshakable women. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at unshakable woman. If you want to call in and share your story, visit our social platforms on how to contact our team. A special thanks to our in-kind sponsors, Classic Public Relations, a Los Angeles public relations firm building your business brands, and music on the podcast titled More and More, written by Paul D. Hanna. Build your sisterhood tribe and live an unshakable life. We'll see you next week.
to you to show my gratitude what can i do to show you i love you take my life i'm yours i just want to give you more Give you more of me 